right, man. We are uh, we're recording podcast number three. Is this number three? Is the reboot? The reboot. Yeah, I've uh, the engineered new, the new season. That's what the new said. season. We need a Patreon. I uh, I figured out some technology solutions so that we can have two different microphones through the software and the computer. And every time I have to reteach myself how to do it, but I think we got it. Oh, technical problems like Legend on Sundays. Like Legend for the last three weeks dude um i was joking around with uh with an elder yesterday that about three weeks ago i said man we've had a good six week run where every single thing went right and our setup is complicated now and then the last two weeks have just been hell on earth for if you're worried about the technical part of this um, for you <laughs> for me i i lost my mind sunday um i am gonna i I was. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to open up with the story about me getting all of our shit stolen. Oh, that's good. Um, it is good. I got to figure out a way to twist it into an image of God thing, but I think I've got it. But um, I think it sucked because we gotten. I'd covered up for my giant mistake of getting everything stolen, uh, and then everything just went inexplicably wrong. It wasn't because of that, though. No, uh, it's man. It, somebody's like, "Is that karma?" I was like, "Well, I don't think I'm supposed to believe in karma as a follower of Jesus." Just, no, it's just consequences. Or just just shit goes yeah. wrong, right? Like the the live broadcast on Facebook not working Sunday morning. Like our our AV guy said he went home and it immediately started working at home. Like there's no, and the internet worked in the room because that's what I was yeah. simulcasting for my like live feed on my phone with. Um, you missed my joke at softball. I there was a time where I was supposed to be up to uh, bat. But I was talking to someone, <laughs> and they were looking at me. I was like, "Oh, it's just like Sunday." But you were like, "You were like talking to someone in the outfield." Um, um, I keep thinking of that. The of uh, so what happened was I'm supposed to do whoever preaches does the intro, right? So 10:02, I'm supposed to do the intro, but I'm like can't be found because I'm talking with someone in the uh, in the other room. So I walk in, and you're doing the intro. I was like, "Oh," and so I sat down. Whispered my wife, like, ah, it's supposed to be me up there. <laughs> like, oh, well, like, that sucks. And I, yeah, I felt bad. I was supposed to be up there. I just lost track of time. And I know that you were frustrated, but I, that that didn't bother me. Like, it bothered me that you were frustrated, but I wasn't like, oh, Jason's mad. And Willow, I was like, oh, yeah, that sucks. I should be up there. He totally should be mad. Um, but, and it was fine. Yeah. Like, it's fine. It was yep. over. Yep. Um, but people who I guess don't understand our relationship or something <laughs> like i got a text later on that day it's like hey are you okay i heard like you know jason accosted you or talked to you or like wow. was like it was like you know and that sometimes the devil just uh gets on us there was oh, one man. of them was like a devilly text and i was like she's like don't take that as like i'm like what i actually was sitting there like is there another jason at our church <laughs> that i was in a conference like i was like what happened today i don't know and then I was showed it to my wife. She was like, oh, well, she's like, it was probably Jason, I bet, was like, fuck, Justin, he's not here. And uh, and she's like, and he should have said that because you weren't there. Um, and I bet someone just heard that. And then, But then that person went and talked to another person. And then there was this whole little, like, spiral of, oh, Jason and Justin are on the outs. So because... I'm, li- I'm a little annoyed by this because not one of those people called me to see if I was okay. Not one of those people called and said. You're Satan oh, in the story. Oh, yeah, right. Jason, 
the guy that was there to make sure that all the like and I was I was I was furious in ten oh two when I looked up and you weren't in the room. But I was furious because like our online feed was crashing. Yeah. And I had to make sense of that. And I'm in my brain, I'm trying to process what <laughs> else to do. You're Satan in the I know. Story. But like not one of those people called and said, Hey Jason, nice job faking that right. Or nice job covering for your brother who was doing something different. Like somehow and it was because it was after That's the true, I didn't even think of that part. It was after the service. <laughs> And uh, and generally, you're the more well balanced between the two of us. Like, if somebody's going to be losing their mind, it's going to be right. If somebody needs I didn't even remember it. I was like, "What? I think we're good." Right. I, so it was after the service we went back, and we were sort of breaking down all the things that had gone wrong that morning. So I mean, it, it started by our speakers catching on fire before I, I was at the gym at seven thirty, and our speakers <laughs> caught on fire. And uh, but um. So I, it was just like, we were just breaking down everything went wrong. I was thinking, fuck it, Justin wasn't here. And I just, I lost my mind. And that's all I said. Yeah. I, which I did. Like, hey, everybody knows I cuss all the time. Anyway, that, (laughs) that can't be an indicative of just me being out of control angry. Yeah. Um, but the, cause I heard you tell that story, I think it was Monday. And now I'm more mad that those people didn't reach out to me to see if I was okay about it. Motherfuckers. (laughs) I'm not really mad. You don't have to like start like you a. You can use that chain. in a sermon about confronting your. <laughs> right. There you go. I didn't even do anything wrong. <laughs> I I did walk over when I, I did I walked over at some point in the middle of the service, and then you like real quick were like, "Hey, dude, I'm real sorry." I was like, "Yeah, it's fine." Yeah. Because I, I don't care. Like, yeah. Like, there's well, a reason I, we have each other, and like, yeah, and, and I, I said, felt I, when you said you were okay. I was like, "Oh, he's generally okay." He's like, yeah. If I think if um. I get the other tech stuff hadn't gone wrong. I would have just been annoyed. Yeah. It was just a... Usually, I'm always... It's real weird that it was that late. I think I just didn't know it was that late. Everything was off Sunday. Yeah. And normally, Casey sort of barks in the back... Yeah. ...to just keep people on task, right? He yeah. does a really nice job of making sure we're organized. And he was freaking out because his software wouldn't work. And Yeah. It's a good... I mean, what was I... Oh, today I was reading through first... Uh, First Chronicles twenty two twenty three. It's the list of all the musicians and all the people just for worship in the temple. Mm. And I had this thought of God saying, "Hey, it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work to do this well. And sometimes it just goes." And wrong. they didn't even have the internet. Back they didn't then. have the internet. Um, so yeah, it, it totally felt like it was just that stuff. But the mistake I made with getting the, the computer stolen set in motion like an avalanche of things. It just really bad timing. Like mm. so, like our. Casey, our tech guy who knows everything, is going to be out of town for two weeks in a row. So we can't rely on his equipment, which puts you in a position where you have to buy new equipment. But the new equipment is really expensive right now because of the supply chain, blah, 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 whatever. So just... Sleepy Joe. <laughs> uh, oh, me and me and Monty and Casey even text back and forth. And every, every time there's something like, well, we can't buy some more sense. Then Casey's always like, Putin and Biden, or Putin and Biden. <laughs> and I, you know, like, you're, you're going to make somebody mad, man. Um, I only learned the term Sleepy Joe from Elsie. She'll um, say it all the time. Oh, that's Sleepy Joe. I know you like him. I'm like, who? <laughs> I don't know what sleep. I, whenever she says it, I always think of the dude um, from Teen Titans Go, like the janitor or whatever. Like, what's it? The homeless dude? What's his name? It's um, something like Sleepy Joe. Stinky Joe? Stinky yeah. Joe. When she says it, I'm always like, is that Are you talking about Teen Titans Go? No. She's not. So, uh, man, I'm just, I think I'm just going to go buy everything today or tomorrow and be done with it. Um, and it's not bad. Although, yeah, our insurance called and they're like, hey, we don't, why should we cover something stolen from your house? I'm like, because we're a mobile church. We don't have a building. Yeah. There's no place it can be stolen from. Oh, is that does that fly? Well, and she's like, I'll have to check on that. I'm like, 
Stuff's been stolen from us before. It's been there was two of us here. The the church is there. Two were gathered. <laughs> it says in the Bible. But she called me yesterday. She's like, no, no, it's fine. I just this is my first time doing this type of policy. No. So somebody'll be in touch with you the next day or two. Which I like. Great American Church was. They were great to us last time when our trailer got stolen. So I expect them to be great again. Um, um. So your sermon this week is the last of the series. Yeah, I wanted it to go one more week. Because I wanted it to end on Pentecost. Because I think the um, neighbor Pentecost with all the tongue, all the nations of Jerusalem. And now that I say that, I could just do that sermon instead. But I'm doing... For our church, if you say, hey, next week's Pentecost, it's probably the same as this week's Pentecost. Pentecost. It's true. <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to at least plant the idea. Um, I, man, I, if we had the time, I was going to do Casey's like flamethrower ideas on the stage for Pentecost. Um, I got in a weird conversation with my neighbor this morning who they're... Their kid's going to Cartopocelli, where Archer's mm-hmm. going next week, or next year. And I was like, hey, next year, man, if you want, Archer can walk Henry yeah. to the school. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool, blah, blah. And I was, and he's like, oh, is your son, like, is he going to be weirded out? But it's pretty heavy Catholic, man. Yeah. And he grew up, this dude grew up Catholic, but doesn't really care anymore. And I was like, no, I think it'll be really cool for him. I was like, man, the sanctuary there is real cool. And he's like, the what? I was like, the sanctuary. He's like, man, it's, it's awesome. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, you know, where they'll go and do, like, mass and, the, you know, right. and he's like, you mean the church? I was like, yeah, but the sanctuary part. And he's like, what's a sanctuary? And I was like, no, you know, a place where they do. He's like, we're talking about where they do mass? I was like, yeah. He's like, that's just church. I was like, well, I thought the whole building was church. He's like, I don't know. He's like, I've never heard the word sanctuary before. I was like, is that a Protestant thing? Do no, we do I, I think he's wrong, but I think, I think where you sit in a Catholic building is not actually the sanctuary. I think the... Maybe up around the altar space. They've got very uh, specific names for very, very specific parts. He just kept saying, you mean church? Yeah. I was like, the whole building's church, dude. The whole building. Because the, the, the there's different parts of so it. So like there's a narthex and there's an altar yeah, and there's a right, sanctuary right, right. and there's the side parts that yeah. are supposed to be the arms of the cross. Like Fellowship hall, maybe. A kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Pastor <laughs> study. Or priest they study. Have a whole priest house. Yeah. Cat- the Catholics. Um, but he, yeah, he was not, he was hung up on this word sanctuary. I was like. You never heard that? He's like, no, I just call it that church. Well, like, what do you call the rest of the building? The church building? I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, there's something cool like at Crestview. Let's see. Um, I'm looking it up. Well, I, growing up, we called it the sanctuary. Right. And you didn't run. In the, you could run anywhere else. You yeah. didn't run in the sanctuary. If you, had, you don't put your hat on in the sanctuary. You, The women cleaned all the brass in the yeah. sanctuary. Sanctuary. The area around because you know men can't clean breath. So the area around the altar is called the sanctuary. Ah. Sanctuary is in front of the nave and kept separate by railing. Where's altar, where's where the people sit? What's that called? Um, I don't have a look. At, oh, here we go. Gen pop. So there's an altar, a tab, maybe the tabernacle. I don't think that's right. Vestibule. No, the like vestibule. No, I think the, 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 the vestibule is the outside, like the where we would call a lobby. The nave is where the parishioners sit. Ah, I knew that. You nave. <laughs> Choir loft. Um, yeah, there's a, a Crestview at the we Presbyterian We should start naming all those parts in our In our place. buildings. Hey, nave, you're, you're in the nave right now. Well, you'd have to, like, if you did it right, you'd have to put up some sort of railing around our stage, and that would be our sanctuary. Yeah. That would be, like, although. The choir loft, the band needs to sit there. Uh, maybe then that little like floor area becomes the sanctuary. No, that's where that's we, where the that's where we is. use that curtain and we roll it back, and when we emerge out of the sanctuary, <laughs> the curtain doesn't emerge. <laughs> I've always wanted. I've always thought about coming out from behind with entrance music just to be silly, <laughs> not for real. It'd be made fun of so bad. <laughs> like the videos playing, everyone's like, "Who's speaking?" They're not up there, and then you come up on the stage. You got like feathers in your mouth. 
and it's one of show, us, it's a show, Michael. But you have to. Well, we have to do it like with when um, when Buster is Job's assistant, and I don't know which one is speaking that time. Mm. The Sword of Destiny. All right, so you're ending the series on who's your neighbor? What's the big thing? Uh, image of God that. Uh, from Genesis 1, 26, 27, Ooh. every single person's the image of God. The sanctity of human life. Uh, the You're going to go hardcore, like, pro-life? Pro-life. Pro-life. <laughs> I'm going to light this stuff on fire. Uh, oh, man. I think that might be the most explosive thing you could say, like, go hardcore on that I one. don't know. I think <laughs> I can think of, like, three or four. Um, but I, my punchline that I haven't worked how to do yet, so I don't know if I'm going to. My punchline is that even your MAGA neighbors are made in the image of God. Yeah. And you have to respect and love them. That you don't seems to... to be this whole series, the thing I've been thinking the most when I think like, oh, I want people to love their neighbors. It's like, oh, I want the one side to love the other side politically. Yeah. That seems well, to be the biggest. So yeah, one of the stories I might tell is when we started, if I got up on a Sunday morning and said, hey, your gay neighbors are welcome here and your your um, Democrat neighbors are welcome here, your pro-choice neighbors are welcome here, that felt like really edgy in, yeah. in 2008. Um and it was for me. It was an easy punch to pull because, of course, they welcome here. So I didn't. That didn't need an explanation. Mm-hmm. But it was just me as a pastor saying a thing that pastors don't normally say. I think right now the equivalent of that edginess is to say, "Man, your hardcore Republican neighbors are welcome here. Your conservative neighbors are welcome here. Your red hat neighbors are welcome here." But I, I don't like to go overly political on Sunday. But it's the punch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to tell the story about people who were sort of rude to me over the fact that I said something nice about my mom on Facebook on Mother's Day. Because it's stuck in my crawl. Those are people. Those are people who know Jesus and should know yeah. better. And it, the cool thing is, is it doesn't mean that they're right, right? This, my, my mom's value isn't that she's right or wrong about her opinions. Mm-hmm. I think I think her opinions are, are terrible sometimes, but she has value outside of those things that she believes. Yeah. We. It's like uh, our culture is has gone backwards to the degree that like. Oh, we're all about loving people as long yeah. as you yeah. fit the bill. For sure. And that bill could be so different. And that's where the culture's changed. Hey, it's lots of different bills, but yeah. everyone still has, hey, well, we, you have to you have to fit this. The religious right died or is dying right now politically. And it seems like there's a hell-bent movement of religious left moving in to fill their place, which yeah. is going to be just as bad. They're going to be just as, like, people that people that dress up. People, I said this on, on the social media thing about the school shooting in Texas this week. People that pretend to like Jesus but just dress up their politics and end up Jesus, yeah, so that they can like play on religious folks. Well, that's um. The, I thought your I thought yours and the series was the best, the prostitute one, two weeks ago because I think if everyone did the real brain work, which it takes, okay, who are the who yeah. are the prostitutes? Who are the people that you think are reprehensible? Yeah. Um, I, it took me a while. I had to sit there and think. I was like, man, I think everybody's cool. But then I would realize it's the Christians. Like yeah, most yeah. Christians, yeah. I don't dig you. Like yeah. if you tell me that, I have to really feel out whether I think you're cool or not. I mean, the questions uh, I asked about who would damage your reputation to be around, uh, my immediate ones are like, I could name off seven or eight pastors immediately. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, <laughs> and I'm, I'm I, and it's, it is pastors in particular. I mean, I know people who I went to school with. Or I see them as a pastor, and I'm like, I will walk across the other side of the room. <laughs> I don't even want to, like, For you sure. could be, like, the worst person ever, and I'll be like, man, I'm going to go talk to you, because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. but, like, if you are a pastor of a certain time church, I'm just like, I don't even want to It's not worth talk. the effort, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, like, well, it, mainly, I guess, because I think that they hate me. Yes. But maybe it's I'm going to try to save you some heartache mm-hmm. on some of this. Like, we're not going to get along. Um, Although 15 years ago, I would have invited that fight. Yeah. Oh yeah, you would have not liked me, but now I'm just like, oh, it's, I don't care. 
I, I mean, you know who I, I want it with a mutual pastor acquaintance of ours who uh, is leading that man camp or that man conference that I sent oh, you that, yeah. that terrible image of. I want the confrontation with that guy. I think and that guy went from someone who is at least somewhat intelligent to like a bumbling fool. <laughs> like, right? He's For turned sure. into a fool. Well, he's got a church of like 35 people, but he gets all his attention because they made this like really bad image and put it on Twitter. Um, but I mean, and if, if you wanted to tell me this is me being arrogant, I'm totally up to hearing that. I think I would eviscerate this guy in a like one to one debate. I want to have the debate in front of people. I want it to be in front of his people. Um, I like. I would love love that opportunity. I can't tell the details of this too much, but I was talking about a, a conversation you and I were in the other day, and I was telling somebody about. I was like, Jason had three of the best arguments I've ever heard that just blew up this dude's thing. Like it did not work. Yeah, like, it was awesome. I was like, he said this, and that's like, the best thing you could say. It was it was pretty ingenious. Well, it, man, it's a good lesson that. I, argumentation is losing because nobody's listening to <laughs> right. argue, right? Because you're right. That person should have said, oh, man, I thought this, but my actions don't actually play that thought out. Right. So do, do I really think this or is there something else? What's really going on? That should be a ch- chance for reflection. But instead, they just doubled down. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, this isn't worth it. It was, it was like watching an art. I was like, man. He's, uh, I'm so geared. The for, argument is. I'm so geared for that world for saying, "Oh man, I proved you wrong, so yeah. I've won." Right? Because I was ready to be like, "Hey, this is a place where I need to make sure I'm vocally have Jason's back here because I agree with what he's saying." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't really need to say anything because <laughs> he's got it." But my uh, brother-in-law and my wife and my sister-in-law like to do that to me in family settings where they'll just like light a bonfire and then, and just then sit back slowly and dip smoke out, a cigar and watch right, it work. Watch, watch me get back to the ground. This. I'll tell that story for the, the rest of the time about how they just threw me under the bus. They're the devil. <laughs> so yeah, I think that sermon will end up, I think, I think how many sermon, times do you think you're the devil in the story? I'm, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> a lot. A lot. Um, <laughs> I just mm. now feel like right before we started this, my youngest called and I forgot to run their lunch over to them at school and I immediately felt bad. Hey, my fault. You didn't bring your school, your lunch to school, <laughs> dummy. You've been doing this for nine years. I like that uh, they called though to, and they didn't want the lunch, but they still called to let yeah, you know. I think they did. I okay. Because when I said, hey, do you want to just buy lunch? Yeah, I'll just buy lunch. I think they'd rather would have uh, okay. their lunch. I think that like that was them giving me such a new thing. My kids are like too. They'd rather have their lunch. I'm like, man, I love school lunches, man. Oh yeah, growing up, school lunches were good for sure. Are they have they that bad now, or this our kids know. are too bougie? I mean, it can be both. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So I don't know. It's one of those. Sometimes I get frustrated about like just where I feel like our church is developing or growing, and this neighbor sermon series is a good idea. Like, man, I don't know that we've. We, it's Jesus' parable that says, man, you, you love the people who love you. What, what credit is that to you? Mm. Um, but, man, that's not happening in our church. I was like, I was watching. I reached, there was somebody in our church who really was reaching out to a new member of our church, making them feel welcome. And I was like, man, you're doing good work. Yeah. And it's, I, I'm stuck at how much of the work of the church is unseen. Mm-hmm. And we've intentionally decided not to have programs of the church. Right? right. Like We're trusting our people to do the good work. 
And then normally what we get with our folks is when things are falling apart. Like they involve yeah. us when things are bad, which means we're X'd out of when things are going really well or little yeah. things that we don't see. Or you're right that things are happening, but then we, I, I still have the need every now and to quantify it. Like, yeah. Well, how many good things are happening? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> We're just doing these good things. Uh, and I don't want to run the programs either, right? That sounds miserable. Because I feel like my last few sermons, I was thinking about this morning actually, I was like, God, am I being too accusatory and judgy? Mm. Like... Because I'm I'm coming from a place, and this is this is where I'm coming from in my head, that I would say our church in general doesn't feel the call and the life of Christ within them, and want to go and show that to mm. others. That's probably a really bad assumption because it's really judgy on other people's. But that's the assumption place I've been coming from because I keep saying like, you are this. You need to go be this. Right. I don't know it's a bad... I, I think I probably started with that assumption because I started that assumption for myself, too. Like, I assume that, like, my temptation is the other way. Um, yeah, I, you said something to Monty the other day about, like, the the prediction that the monologue sermon would end. And I wonder all the time if it shouldn't, if we shouldn't be do, trying to create something different. But I don't know what that is. The church yeah. has just done teaching for, I mean, for 2,500 yeah. years. I don't think we're horrible at it, though. No. I think if we were really bad at it, I wouldn't say, hey, we need to stop doing this. But I would be more inclined to be like, all right, we got to find a diff- think of a different way. Mm-hmm. But And when that prediction was the monologue sermon's dead in the future unless you're a, a, a good communicator. Uh, and I think it's coming from the point, so if we have, what, thousands of churches across the United States, there's a lot of bad communicators. <laughs> I think uh, generally our content is good. I also like I was thinking about a friend of mine I went to seminary who left seminary and is just a teaching pastor at a church of twenty five thousand people. So he just writes all the time and he yeah. speaks all the time and right he shows up as so like a celebrity, like so when the women's ministry gets together he goes and prays for their lunch and Ooh. but they only know him they only know him from the, the past stage, is coming. right? The past is coming. And yeah. so he's not doing any pastoral care. I haven't talked to him since the middle of COVID. He was a guy that was always way more conservative than I was, but was always really respectful of me. Like, yeah. like, like, he'd be like, hey, what do you think about this? I think you and I come at this differently. And I was like, oh. That's wrong. Yeah. But sure. He was just always, <laughs> he was always really graceful to me. and um, But I, he, you could tell that he had this sort of like, oh, man, I actually like people. I'd rather be doing some ministry work instead of just preaching. Yeah. But I, I think I'm the opposite where, like, so I've got my sermon outlined and the main, like, I, if I had to do it today, the quotes I want to quote are out. Mm-hmm. But I haven't wordsmithed it. And I would like to get yeah. the point. You do such a good job. Me and Stuart were talking. Um, our friend Stuart has started preaching more. Oh, really? Yeah. Where? In like, Medem- in, uh, Corden? in Corden? Yeah. Like the, wow. I think two, two out of the last three weeks he's been I mean, teaching. like the one church that's in that town? Yeah. And, man, it is a tiny little, like, one-room, white, yeah. white church, white building, white steeple. My roommate in college went to that church. Um, he, really, he like He's real nervous. And to his credit, I think that's why he's such a good person. He's real worried and anxious about that yeah. for this church of 25 or whatever. It looks small from the outside. I don't know whether it goes there. But, like, he teaches these classes that, like, he call, he says it's a seminary, but I don't think it's accredited. So it's not like a prestigious university, but he puts the work in like he was teaching it, like, oh, yeah. Harvard or he whatever. He put the work in, like, when we let a small group for, like, five-minute discussion. Yeah, I uh, just... He's taking his sister, but he was saying, he's like, you know, I want to get to the point where my sermons are like a seminary lecture where I'm like, I just don't want to talk about, but I've, I've, you get so many notes. And I was telling him, I said, Justin does a really nice job 
at almost everything now being improvised or like off the cuff. And I know you practice it a lot. I think you spend your time rehearsing it where I spend my time writing. Mm. And I'd like to get to the point where I spend my time. So what I do is I say, okay, I'm not going to spend my time writing it. And then I forget to do the rehearsal part. Then I get to Friday and I'm like, oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. I went three weeks without rehearsing at all because I felt good. This past week I was like, there's too many moving parts Mm. here. I don't. I didn't know where it all connected. It was actually the conver- I had a conversation with someone in our church that morning for coffee at seven. I met him at Big B and I was going through what I was gonna talk about. And I really I was, I was like, I still don't have a punch for the end. Like I really um if I'm talking about like uh being the stronger person, right. like uh, and she was like, Oh, well, you should just say how. How do you do that? And I was like, mm. Oh, that's a good question. How do you do that? And yeah. I was like I don't think I have a whole sermon enough to go back into how to do all that, but it was, that's what I got to throw into the end, which I was like, oh, that's good. Um, I I like, so what I've heard, I'm not, I've never been invited. I've heard that Crossroads essentially has a, (laughs) never been invited. Crossroads essentially has a committee where they, um, like they go through this idea or this concept and then like they're six weeks, six to eight weeks out on a sermon. And so, Brian... What? I thought people just get up there and they're like, what? And they said, what? I had no idea. <laughs> we didn't know he was going to say that. Um, but Brian will sort of bring a concept and then he's got people, like creative folks, who are yeah. able to bounce off ideas. And I've tried That'd that... that be good. I've tried that with some people in our church, but they just like blank stare at me. Yeah. Because and... I always want it with lists. Other, other pastors I really like are good with like okay, here's a stereotypical thing, and here's all these things that go with it. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at coming up with all the, here's these things that go with it. I'll have a few, but some people who put a lot of thought into it can come up with good examples. Or of like, yeah. oh, that's, that's good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you're done this week. Yeah. And then we're getting a Justin twofer. Two weeks. Uh, I, I'll definitely tell the story of my... Uh, Old Testament one, which I really loved, mm. and then I tried to recreate it a couple years later with the Paul one, which failed miserably. I feel like I could have done the Paul one. You could have done the Paul one. The Paul, I, I, I tried just basically doing N.T. Wright's novel of which, it, sort of, which, which is you should great. all read. Uh, it's so good, but I just it was me. Saying you know how his I would things. do that again if I was in the Paul one? That I'd do it differently. I would have done it in every conflict Paul had. Yeah, and I would have used that I as a development of his theology. So, I, yeah, and I think the difference was I knew the Old Testament stories so well. Yeah, I was so excited about them. I read this N.T. Wright thing. I was like, "This is so cool," yeah. and I just tried to say that, and yeah. I just didn't like. Because I think if you frame that as like, here's Paul's first fight at Antioch, and here's Paul's second fight at Jerusalem, and here's Paul's third fight at Athens, here's Paul's fourth fight at Corinth, here's Paul's big fight at Rome. Like, you get to see a development of theology that explains why he says the things he does. I think people, he's just so dehumanized it, because every Protestant church, especially non denominational church, just hangs in Romans for so long. Yeah. And they just butcher Romans. That's why I, that, that podcast I sent you. Oh, yeah. He's really good about redefining Paul for. Yeah. And which I, mean, I think has to happen because. Yeah. I mean, I, I felt it even coming out of seminary that, like. Oh, yeah, Paul's kind of a dick. Yeah, for uh, sure. <laughs> but it's not true. Well, and Wright makes the point, I think, well, I think Paul, but, like, Wright makes the point that Paul's an extreme at both ends, because, like, the elders in Ephesus weep when he leaves and says, right. I'll never see you again. Like, they clearly love this man, but then, like, everywhere he goes, the fight starts. Yeah. He's definitely zealous. Yeah. That's a thing, but he's not, like, bigoted yeah. and and out to get you and looking for your sins to he, condemn you. That, intense. He's intense. Yeah. Right? There's a, and, I wonder if I would like him. I don't love intense people. 
If I'd had Paul's, I always think about this. If I'd had Paul's experience, what kind of person would I be? But most most scholars would say that Paul doesn't change. He just changes how he fo- his focus changes. Like the same intensity that we see with him in arguing and debating and like rallying the the believers would have been true with him as a Jew, as a faithful Jew. Mm. But also, like Reich is out his way to say it's inappropriate to call Paul not Jewish. Like Paul understood right. his entire concept as as true Judaism, which gets you in a lot of trouble because then he starts sounding like like pre World War Two or pre World War One like. German Nazi mm. the- theologians. I, it's wild how the church is so scared of being an arm and a leg to the anti-Semitism that rose in Europe that led to the, the Holocaust that they're they're real careful how they talk about Jewish Christian issues in the first century. And so, like they're like, well, it's, it's it wasn't the Jews that did this. I was like, eh, the the Bible writers are clearly setting up a framework where it's right. worldview against worldview. It's not yeah. individual, and we should be starting to say, of course, it's not that Jewish peasant woman who's just trying to make ends meet. It's not her fault. Yeah. And I think we say the word Jewish and Hebrew more in our time, church, um, than I ever heard it growing up in yeah. church. I never heard our pastors say Jewish, mm. or, unless it was like talking about Jesus, King of the Jews. Like yeah. it didn't, the whole history, and that would have been 90s, right? Yeah. 90s and 80s, but I never heard any of, I never heard any of the history there. Mm. I didn't yeah, even right. know why we were called I didn't know we were called Restoration. I didn't know right. why we were called Church of Christ. I just knew the Baptists were wrong and Catholics were going to hell. That's all I found out. God. But it wasn't like I never heard Jewish or Jew. Uh, right. Like you just didn't say those kind of things. I think that's why people like our content is because we do enough historical content yeah. that it does feel like you're learning something. Well, you can't not. I, I don't feel know like, how but... you do it without it. Um, well, I mean, I shouldn't say that. I mean, thousands of Christians have. Yeah, but like. At that point, you're just doing a nice motivational talk. For sure. Um, hey, I have a segment for you. Oh, okay. It's for you. For me. It's kind of based on what we said last time, but I thought of it actually yesterday. So, you know, Doctor Strange 2 mm-hmm. has come out. And then this other movie that's really big with Michelle Yeoh, the Everything Everywhere oh, All yeah, at Once, yeah, 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 which is awesome. Two multiverse movies. And I watched after that one. I after actually both of them, I had to go watch uh, everything you missed because I'm like I am sure there's a lot yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. But uh, both of them are steeped in like both of them. Are like, hey, this isn't. They've been working on this for like the idea, especially yeah. the everything everywhere all at once for over a decade. They were actually really upset when Into the Spider Verse mm-hmm. and a couple of these other movies came out because they're like they thought they were going to have the first, first take one. on multiverse stuff. But anyways, there's this idea that I guess is adopted by some people um or at least has been around for a long time but like when we make decisions there's alternate realities created where those decisions come fast or just the idea of alternate universe uh what's his face the golden compass series he gets really into Mm -hmm. these alternate universes as an atheist um what so is there a theological framework around why that is a good thought or a bad thought uh and i'm asking you because you (laughs) You probably could off the cuff answer something. What would you think? Like, or if someone came up to us as a church, like, "Hey, I really do believe in this idea of there's other realities of the me out there." Uh, what? Do you... <laughs> I would. What do you... And you could say you say you can say right now. I have no idea. That's no, totally I, fine. My, so if you came up to me and said I believe in the multiverse, I'd be like, mm. well, now if you came up to me and said you believe in the multiverse and you're really into like advanced mathematics and advanced physics, well, that's where it comes from. Right? It does it come comes from, from something. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm going to listen to you. But Quantifiable. If but if you're just like smoking weed and watching Ancient Aliens, which, so I don't smoke a lot of weed, 
I love Ancient Aliens, right? I would watch Ancient Aliens. But well, that's all another the time. one, man. This, if any of the stuff they say is true in Ancient Aliens, there's some interesting questions there too. I could follow some of that. And there's a there's a guy. Answer this multiverse sure. one, and then I actually want to get your because uh, I have a question of the alien um, thing too. So the mean. multiverse, I think there is a ton of theological reflection, and I think the movies are doing it well to say. What if you didn't make this decision? Or what mm. if you didn't make this decision? How does it affect me? Right. And I think we we live in a world where we are conditioned to think that I only answer to myself. My decisions only affect me. And it seems like we're in the middle of like 20 years of movie making and TV making that ask other ones. Like, so the question of the movie Law, the TV show Lost is, oh, we're all interconnected. We didn't even know it until we got to this disaster. Yeah. We have a backstory, right? That We're, we're, we're always in each other's backstories. Yeah. Uh, Battlestar Galact- Galactica has the exact same the exact same premise. Yeah. So I really think there's a ton of value in, um, man, how do my decisions affect me and affect everyone else? And am I thinking mm. about other people? Doctor Strange has to ask questions about himself, and they open up with the the opening scene where he has to make a really morally reprehensible decision yeah. because we think of the primacy of the individual. He's thinking he's seen all 14.8 million possible realities, right, from um, the end of Endgame. Um, man, that's a really good theological question. If that's what we're doing with that question, I think that's really good theological work. Um, uh, as you, to the physical reality of it, if you yeah. tell me you actually believe that's true, my only question is, is does that also then lead you to be the kind of person that says, well, it doesn't matter what I do here because somewhere else I'm a good person? Right. Does it, oh. does it make you start... Hey, like, if one of us is getting it right, we yeah. get into the good place. <laughs> or there is no right. Right. Right? There, like, do you get in the good place? Are right. there multiple... Is, is, is heaven then the convergence of all those realities and hell is the convergence of all those realities where all the decisions come to one? Yeah. Because if that's true, then you have zero impact on what the other, other like unlimited multi-use could be well, doing. Well, I'm always, like, prime. I'm always the prime is it, well, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, so I, like, the theory... Everyone else is an alteration of me. I, I love what-if theolo- uh, yeah. theological questions. Well, do you think it's the result... Is, is it a privileged fantasy of people, or of privileged people, to be able to be like, oh, what if I live my life and I hadn't married this person? Mm. Or what if I... Do you think that, like... Sure. Almost like this whole zombie thing was sort of sure. like... Hey, we don't have fantasies about Superman saving us because we don't need saving. Right. So now let's have fantasies about everything dying. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. It's I mean, being able to go see a twelve dollar movie is a privileged position, right? Being able yeah. to like to have that occupy your time. Um, being real mad about what how that works, giving a lot of energy to that is means you don't have to devote energy towards Shelter and food. So yeah, um, that's all privileged stuff. We should see that movie, it's good. But I've wanted to. I fell a lot Short of- rounds in it. From Doctor Jones. Uh Indiana Jones too, uh, you know, short round. Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones, or uh, from the Goonies, um, Slick Shoes, Data, Slick Shoes, guys. You know, I, I, I ostensibly know that these. He's are like things. the Asian dude kid, and he hasn't acted in like twenty oh, okay. years. He did other. Th- he's like a producer and other things. This is his first time back in the screen. I missed. Um, I missed Fantastic Beasts. I haven't seen it. It comes out on Disney Plus next week. Disney Plus or whatever HBO. HBO sorry, next week. Um, everybody's pissed about it, but I'm like, is that? Because no Johnny Depp. <laughs> Take that, Amber Heard. You did it. You win. Um, okay, hold on. The next question. Ancient Aliens, there's one episode where they're digging in Easter Island. Yeah. Down geographically from rock dating, we know it's like millions yeah. of blah, 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 years down. And they find these carvings. Yeah. And one of the carvings they find 
is an exact replica of our NASA shuttles. <laughs> like, it looks like yeah, the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. And they're like, how? Why? Yeah. There's a couple of like... So what do we do with that? There's another. There's a, There's a. an image like that of a... They're a life bringer in Assyrian architecture, but they show up in... Um, they show up in, in, the, in Latin American temples. They show up in all these places, and they've all got the exact same bag. And they've all got the exact same helmet. It's really odd that this... Yeah, so... Do we do we presuppose aliens? I don't know. I don't like. So, can you fit it, or do you need to fit it, or is it worth fitting into a biblical worldview um, or framework? Uh, I don't think it's worth trying to make that stretch. Uh, no, no, because all this I would totally predate human history as we know. Correct? Yeah. The man, my the the guy I like is a British guy. I mean, I and, guess not your carvings. That's definitely by yeah. humans. But so I will. Man, I'll I'll just take the hit on this. I know I know it's going to make me unpopular. I know people are going to hate me. There's a British dude who's really into this, and I heard him on Joe Rogan's podcast. And I know that I'm not allowed to listen to Rogan. <laughs> I know I'm canceled now. Um, but this British dude was just fun about like because the thing I like about conspiracy theorists is perpetual curiosity. Mm. It's actually what I like about Joe Rogan. I I can buy into the idea that Rogan probably gives too much voice to conspiracy theorists and some folks who had the hard questions about the vaccination and things like that. Maybe they weren't quite questions. I don't know. I don't know anything about medicine. So I just did what the doctor yeah. told me to do. I don't care what Joe Rogan said about that because he's not a doctor. So like, I feel like I can make that jump. Right. And I feel like I can listen to somebody and not have to believe everything they say. I don't right. know why that's hard for people, but and all that, all that to say, please don't hate me for listening to him. He had this British dude on and I feel like Rogan, like Chappelle got over his skis sometimes. Dude, there's a thing you're good at. It ain't politics. Right. So go do the thing you're good at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this dude, this dude would say that there was an, as an ancient advanced civilization that destroyed itself, reset humans to essentially like stone age monkeys. And now we're building back up and now we're finding evidence of that all over the world. And so like these, these cities yeah. in the Amazon and all this other stuff. The, the one that's the most fun is the wear patterns on the Sphinx show significant water erosion. And there hasn't been water in that part of the world for thousands and thousands of years. You mean a flood? A worldwide flood? flood. Uh Uh-oh. But so, uh, for me always, and man, this, I got, remember when the, the story about the like the teeth being changed to gold and yeah change. yeah I chose to to at least be open to that possibility because it makes the world more fun. That's all I say when I say this things. The world is more interesting. Yeah. I'm sure there's perfectly viable solutions to the rock carvings, to all these things. But I also think some of these people are real damn arrogant, and I'm like, man, the world's smart. The, yeah. the world's bigger than you and what you understand. So that's how I start my day. I man, I'm spending my time. My kids make fun of me because I've got I don't know. 30 or 40 different commentaries behind me, each one longer than the Bible itself, about very small subsections right. of the Bible. And I was like, man, you know why? Because there's a lot of stuff I don't understand yet. And I could learn something new. Yeah. Um, so I I will lo- go to conspiracy. Although I stopped watching Ancient Aliens because I forgot to... Somehow I fell off watching the History Channel. That dude... I love that that dude made a career out of just being nuts. Yeah. Um, but I think there's there's got to be some. I think some of it does. Like they'll start to push into sort of Christianity sometimes and be like, "Oh, well, Jesus was just one more of these sort of like advanced yeah UFOlogy man." Uh, advanced, advanced. The Ark of the Covenant was actually a transmitter to the yeah. pillar that they thought the fire was just how they described spaceships back then. The and God. when they touched it and died, it was electrical currents. The wheel in Ezekiel. Yeah. The faced wheel. And then Jesus was just hypnotized. They actually beamed Mary up, impregnated her artificially, bringing it back down. She didn't remember. Jesus is one of them. And they hypnotized him to be dead. And then they brought him back. 
man. Me personally, I do. Like someone that listens is like, I believe that. Now. I believe that you'll, you'll get talked about on Sunday. <laughs> I actually know the person. And I think he's probably gonna come talk to you. Yeah, about man. It, so. That's it. That's it. Um, but like, why not, man? Why I, not? <laughs> that's what they'll say. Why not? I think there's something with we have so much knowledge at our fingertips, so much data all the time. It makes the world really boring. Where's the what's mystery, right? We were someone was like, oh, I'll just Google that. While we were talking, it's like, yeah. oh, it's a narthex, right? I could Google that, and man, we don't spend time yeah. pondering. You know, I, I thought it, I heard someone uh, with the Cinema Guys podcast. I do. We were on this like podcast for the cure. It was like this oh, right, cancer right. like twenty forty eight hour run, and we always are on it. And it's not my favorite thing to do, but it's cool. Sure. And so we're on it with all these guys that Brad talks to. And they know our podcast. I don't know any of these guys. But one of them said something. I was like, oh, that's actually kind of interesting. Because we were making fun of we had a slew of one-star reviews because people got pissed that we didn't <laughs> like this Promising Young Woman movie. And um, and one of the criticisms was too, these guys are too lazy to Google the answer. Because we'll be like, hey, who oh, was in that? I don't know. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. And this guy who was like, I guess likes our podcast a lot, he was like, I love the fact that you're not – he's like, because you guys could Google all this stuff, get on the podcast and pretend like you know everything about this movie. He's like, but you don't. Right, right. And I like that you're just up there talking right. about your general feelings towards a yeah. movie. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's really valuable because I, I always think I'm lazy for not – like, I should probably yeah. look up you know, theories on this film and talk yeah. about that. But I'm like, no, I'll just <laughs> – there are people that already yeah. do that. Yeah, yeah, right? They already I, did it. I'm just going to be regurgitated. Man, I really – so I really do hope that – there are aliens. I really do hope that there were ancient civilizations that we don't know anything about. I really do hope that there's technology. I really, man, I hope it jacks up our theology. I hope it, I hope, I hope it stands up and says to you, look at all this shit you thought you knew about God. Well, what about this? Right? There's so much more to know about God. And we're so, con- yeah. Cause that's where people are threatened by, right? They're real upset yeah. because you've, you've said something's going to challenge and they've been assholes to other people about yeah. LGBTQ issues or women's issues or theology issues. I've already issues. said I know. I and can't so say I don't repent. know. Yeah. And I don't know why you don't just say, oh, man, I did the best of what I knew with what I had knew at yeah. the time, and I was wrong. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, I made me think of it earlier, um, the report came out yesterday about the Southern Baptist Conference and the amount of sexual abuse that they've been covering up for like 40 years. Oh, really? And Southern Baptist, like, obviously not every Southern Baptist, but I've had so many No, every Southern Baptist. I've had so many interactions with Baptists because they hate Catholics so much. Oh, they do. That they're like, well, you know, that's a Catholic problem. I was like, I think it's an institutional problem. Yeah. I think it's just, and that the Washington Times reporter is like, this is what happens when the goal of protecting the institution becomes the reason the institution exists. Um, yeah, it, if some if you did something or I did something, I wouldn't imagine us covering it up. Yeah, we would immediately be like, "Hey, we got to talk about this." Oh shit, uh, guys! Every uh, time, uh, every time. <laughs> Justin likes prostitutes. We didn't know <laughs> it's been going on. <laughs> oh man! I the he I took my sermon a little too seriously, right, right. and he got in trouble. The first thing I can think of is how mad Chris is going to be just about the money. Right, it's, I think that's you've where, been spending money on prostitutes. That's where Kim would get mad at me. The sex part would be way later. The, you, how much did you spend on this? Oh yeah, that would be but like troublesome. But the response. So as I'm watching the internet outraged over this, I couldn't help but think, man, if their response every time would have been like, "Oh my gosh, we're so sorry this happened to you." Oh man, Ooh, we, just music, got, we just got, we just got, we just got, they the pulled music, the music they, on they, us. They tried to play us off. Fuck you. <laughs> 
Oh man, the Gallows Poles are playing in Cincinnati. You should go see them soon if you like. That. Oh yeah, song. when is that? I don't know. I want to see it. But like the church's response, instead of saying, "You know what? We're right. We should pick up our cross, die to ourselves. We should be embarrassed publicly." And trust in the resurrection of Jesus yeah. to solve this? That's the answer. People would like us a lot more. It, and if you just did that, because it's not like the sexual abuse problem is a problem of Christians. Like, Penn State had a gigantic sexual yeah. abuse problem. Michigan State in USA Gymnastics has a gigantic sexual abuse problem. The All of Hollywood is apparently like, you have to sleep with Harvey Weinstein to get through that one. Yeah. Right? This happens everywhere. Yeah. The only the church is, I mean, and everybody else covers it up too. It's a human impulse to do. Everybody does the exact same thing. The church should lead the way and say, oh my gosh, we're so sorry. One of us did this. Our goal is their eventual restoration, but mm. we start with the victim first, yeah. right? And their restoration can't happen until they've done penance for this. Like yeah. the, the church is really clear on what, what the path for this is, but they spend billions of dollars. Man, it's so easy to be just to be a church that gets into like self-defense yeah. mode or self-protection mode. I just don't want to be protecting in something power and money is what you're protecting. So if you don't have power and money, it's you something yeah, There you go. Got, there's no, well, that'll be my intro to my sermon is me considering breaking out the window of my truck to cover up how stupid I was just to save the prestige that I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> this church. All right. We should let the band play us off. Yes, sir. Well, yeah, yeah.